hello, and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, along with my producer, Lindsay, and we are streaming from Meridian, Idaho, right outside of Boise. And you don't want to miss out today because we have Nate Hux on. Uh, he just uh, a few months ago opened Freedom Pharmacy, and he's a cash pay pharmacy where no, doesn't bill any insurance. And as you guys know from following our podcast, we're a big believer in the free market. And we also say how government entities and insurance companies have really ruined healthcare. So to get out from under their thumb really liberates not only pharmacists and healthcare providers, but it liberates a patient and the patient gets the best price at the best quality and the best service. So he's going to tell us a little bit about his story and how that happened. I know I've been in contact with him for the last few years now, and I'm so excited to hear about his um, recent adventure. And as we talk about that, we are streaming live on Facebook as we do every week, twice a week, uh, Mondays, 1230 to 1.30 Pacific Standard Time. And this is our midweek podcast, which ranges from a Wednesday to a Thursday. So check uh, the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Facebook for information on our streaming schedule. And I want to put in a, um, a note for Rumble. So we do not stream live on YouTube anymore. We do put some videos on YouTube. We still have a, our pharmacy has a YouTube channel. But we have been censored a few different times on YouTube, and they have threatened to shut us down. So we do not stream live on Facebook because I or on YouTube because I do not want to censor my guests. I want my guests to be able to say what they want. And um, there's a few words that they can't say, and they'll get censored on YouTube. COVID, ivermectin, anything like that, they'll get censored on YouTube. So we put those videos on Rumble. We don't stream live on Rumble, but go to Rumble. If you guys haven't heard of Rumble, the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Rumble site, go to Rumble and follow us on Rumble because we do have some videos there um, that some people have missed out on because I forgot to tell people that we're there because not all of our videos end up on YouTube anymore because we don't want to get censored. So, and speaking of censored and speaking of freedom and freedom of speech, all that good stuff. Tell us, Nate, uh, your story about why you opened Freedom Pharmacy. Yeah, sure, Sean. Thanks for having me. Um, so I bought a traditional pharmacy about five and a half years ago called Pickerington Pharmacy here in Pickerington, Ohio, which is a suburb of Columbus, Ohio. Um, owned and operated that um, since then. And well, a couple years ago, I went um, on a meeting with a senator um, for our state, um, a state senator, and I had this big schematic drawn up about how PBMs, how the PBM system pays, um, all the fees involved, the rebate dollars. It was this huge, confusing uh, schematic that I had drawn for the the representative, and. I just blew his mind. And then finally he just took my sheet and he started crossing out some of the middlemen on the sheet and said, why do you do business with these guys? Now for our listeners and viewers that might understand what a PBM is, Nate, um, can you explain what a PBM is? Sure. So a PBM is a go between, between an insurer and a, employer or government entity and the pharmacy. So um, you have the ultimate payer, which is the government entity or the employer, 
who contracts with an insurance company, who then in turn contracts with a pharmacy benefits manager or PBM. So you have several layers um, in between the patient and the pharmacist. So the idea behind Freedom Pharmacy was to eliminate those layers, make us more efficient, and deliver better healthcare. I love it. So how's it working for you? So it's it's up and down like any new business. Um, June was an extraordinarily great month. Uh, July hasn't been great, but that's what's going to happen anytime you, you start a new business. Um, we understand that. We're being patient with it. Um, but the needle's moving in the right direction. Uh, patients are amazed at some of the savings they can get. Um, and of course, the service is much better when we eliminate the 40% of our workday in billing and tracking claims and all the sweat and heartache that go into dealing with the PBMs, we can become much more efficient and focus on what's important, and that's the patient. And I just don't think, thank you, Nate, and thank you for stepping out and doing um, what you're doing. I think it's a great service, and patients are going to end up getting a better price at better quality and better service. And I don't think most patients realize, um, you know, when they use their magic insurance card, how many layers of middlemen are in between there. And so can you give an example of, we were talking before the show, that Many patients that actually come to you actually have insurance, but their price is better through you than it is through their insurance. Can you explain that? Uh, well, in a traditional pharmacy, prices need to remain relatively high. Um, and that is because 30 to 40% of the claims that you process every day are below cost or at least below your operating cost. So you need to make up a lot of ground with what I call big claims or home run claims. Um, and in order to do that, you need to keep your prices high so you can get those handful of claims every day that really end up running your pharmacy. We don't believe that that is the proper way to do business. We think everything should be equitable. It shouldn't matter if you work for a Fortune 500 company or if you work for a small company that has three employees. You should pay the same amount of money for your health care. Um, so, you know, I look at Freedom Pharmacy kind of as the pharmacy for the rest of us, right? The people that aren't blessed with having a government job or aren't on Medicare or Medicaid, the, the working American people um, that really are funding this whole thing for everyone. That's right. And when you look at our traditional model now, because deductibles and insurance is so high and co-pays are so high, um, you know, you could argue that, okay, we've got all these people and we can, and we can thank the Affordable Care Act for this. We've got all these people that are covered now, but everything's so expensive and the average person with a $10,000 deductible, the average person can't pay a $10,000 deductible. So essentially they are uninsured. Now, the government gets to check it off the box and say, look at what we've done with helping people get health insurance. But it's become so expensive, most people can't afford it. So they go to free market options like your pharmacy. Absolutely. 
Yeah. And so can you give us an example? I don't want to put you on the spot necessarily, but I know you're a pharmacist. So, and you know, these prices because you deal with it every day. Whereas, you know, most pharmacists, unfortunately, they don't know the prices of medication anymore. Right. Absolutely they, not. Right. Right. And um, so can you give us an example of, you know, somebody that had insurance and their experience, their prescription was going to be a lot more expensive through insurance than it was to your pharmacy. You must have lots of those examples. Sure. So because I still own a traditional pharmacy, and by the way, they're side by side in the same building. Um, so it's suite B and suite C in Pickerington Medical Complex. Um, so one of the major problems right now with community pharmacy um, and Medicare are preferred pharmacy networks. Okay. So we're not preferred on almost any of the uh, uh, Medicare plans, the Medicare Part D plans, right? Um, now, when you say you're not, Freedom isn't, or your Pinkerton Pharmacy is not? Pickerington, excuse me. Uh, yeah, yeah, let me clarify that. Pickerington Pharmacy is not. Um, so when we were processing claims for a particular patient, she was on Celebrex, Venlafaxine, um, a handful of medications were coming back at $141 copay for a 90-day supply, okay? Her insurance company said, well, go to CVS and we'll make it, you know, $45 or whatever. And I said, I got a better solution for you. Let's walk over to Suite C and take a look at what we can do over here. And sure enough, we saved her over $400 in the course of a three-month supply for all of her meds, like uh, over all of her medications. So basically I'm taking the, it's all about control with the pharmacy benefits managers, right? Um, they want, they don't care about quality. They don't care about relationships. Um, they just care about trying to get as much, squeeze as much out of each pharmacy as they can, right? So. I'm like, let's go to Freedom Pharmacy and check it out. And sure enough, it was better. She's a Freedom Pharmacy customer and she loves it. She gets to keep our relationship, which we've had for some. And incidentally, she was staying no matter what. She was going to stay even if she had to pay $141 every three months for those medications. Um, so not only did I help her, I helped her and didn't really need to, so to speak. Um, but now I have a customer for life, right? Exactly. A loyal customer and, for life. And doesn't it feel good that you helped her out? A hundred percent. Yeah. And I will tell you in our pharmacy, because we have not built insurance since 2002, we have a lot of stories like that where we save people money. And in some ways you could look at it like, well, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a, as the vendor of that service, in some ways you could look at it as losing money, but I will tell you. I like taking care of the customer. I like I like c competing in a free market world. I love that because it makes me give good service, good quality at a good price. Um, unlike the traditional pharmacy model, where you know the relationship you don't you lack that you don't have any control over the billing, any control over the prices. The patient's hands are tied and your hands are tied. It's so cool when we are liberated and we help the patient. I mean, I love it. So thanks for you. Thanks for what you're doing, Nate. Yeah, sure. And, you know, 
a free market system resets accountability on all levels, right? Absolutely. It yes. resets the accountability on the manufacturers to produce products that are affordable. It resets the accountability on the wholesaler to not overcharge you for your medications that you're purchasing through them. It resets the accountability on the pharmacy to not overcharge, right? Like it's, it is the way to reset accountability in the healthcare system. Right. And you talked about preferred networks um, earlier and your Pinkerton pharmacy is not in preferred networks. Now, when you think about what we call the, what, what these preferred networks really are, these preferred networks are literally monopolies created by the PBM insurance company. They're in, they're in, they're in collusion together. And these PBM that when they create these um, preferred networks, it essentially creates a monopoly where they don't have to give good service right. at a good price or good quality because nope. the insurance company told them you've got to go there to get the best price. Supposedly you just gave an example. That's not true, but um, you know, so essentially that's why service in traditional healthcare is so bad because of the preferred networks. When people get out of the preferred networks and they are free to go to any pharmacy or any doctor they want, service goes up, quality goes up, price goes down. Absolutely. Yeah. The resetting of accountability. Absolutely. So so give us an so one thing that I want to get through with this podcast is to is to really educate and empower individuals that you know, kind of like that gal that's a patient for life now, they should really check into cash options when they're paying these co high copays for their insurance. They've got this magic card. They think, oh, I've got great insurance. Look at it, it covers my medications. They don't realize that that medication might be $15 for a three-month supply, and they're paying a $40 copay a month, right? Absolutely. I Happens mean, every day. Right. Can you give an example of that so we can, you know, kind of um, put consumers in that direction? Yeah, sure. I mean, first of all, most of the time when we're processing prescriptions at Pick Pickerington Pharmacy, we're limited to a 30-day supply, okay? Um, and not, not because what you do, but because the insurance company makes you do correct. that, correct? Right. They do not want us to be in direct competition with their corporately owned and operated mail-order pharmacy. So they force us to only do 30-day supply, which is an inconvenience to the, pa inconvenience to the patient and we all know that that reduces adherence to medications. We all know that causes all kinds of problems. It increases costs because we have to fill the prescription multiple times. So you've got those patients that have to get 30-day supplies. And usually it's a $10 copay, right? So over the course of a three-month time frame, it's 30 bucks. This this happens every day. Sounds this, like this, a good sounds like a good deal, right? Right. I, I mean it's 10 bucks, whatever, but right. then the patient doesn't think, well, I have to go back to the pharmacy 12 times a year to get that medicine. Um, you know, I my life gets busy, I forget to take my medicine, whatever. Um, but at Freedom Pharmacy, we don't have to adhere to that. We can fill the prescription for whatever it's written for. If it's written for 90 days, we can fill 90 days. I had a guy come from Canada, or he lives in Canada half the year, and he can't get his medicines in Canada for whatever reason. 
Um, they can't fill his medicines up there because he can't get a primary care doctor up there because there's a two-year waiting list to get a primary care doctor in Canada. So he, <laughs> so he has his but, medicine. Shipped. But his healthcare is free. Yeah, exactly. In Canada. <laughs> um, so, so he asked me, can you fill six months worth? I said, sure. The doctor writes me a prescription. So he checked into how much it would be for his five medicines. He's on blood pressure medicine. Um, you know, he had five medications, uh, typical run of the mill things. It was going to be about 160 bucks for a six month supply that he could just take to Canada and not have to worry about it. So when he's up, so he's another customer for life, right? Like every six months, well, every year, twice a year, he'll come into the pharmacy and we'll fill his medicines for him. So again, um, you know, we don't have to be limited by the insurance companies on the amount of, per, you know, quantity that we fill at a time. Uh, we can save this guy some money, uh, save him some heartache trying to get the ship from the States up into Canada. Um, so just another example of something I ran across last week um, with, with a customer at Freedom Pharmacy. Well, and... I know like through our pharmacy, and I, I, your pricing is, is similar because you run on a cost plus basis. And I, and I want you to go into a little bit of that. Um, but in reality, the most expensive part of most generic medications like you're talking about, so like generic blood pressure medications or generic um, high cholesterol medications or what have you, is actually the drug is not super expensive necessarily. It's the pharmacist's time. So every month, if you get that refilled, there's a there's a fee that on, you know, tacked on to, to um, help cover that cost. Well, if the fee is only once in six months, you know, a, 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 a one month supply might be 10 bucks, but a six month supply might be $25. Is that right. correct? Yeah, you right. got it. Exactly. Right. So that's what I really want patients to know. So, and when they aren't going to an insurance company, they're just working with you, the pharmacist and, and their prescriber, a six-month supply is probably going to be okay, and they save not just the money, but like you say, the time. They don't have to go back to a pharmacy every month. Yep. You know, I mean, that saves a lot of time. So let's talk about transparency a little bit. So I don't know how long, how long have you been in pharmacy, Nate? 25 years. So you were in pharmacy before Medicare Part D. I was. Okay. Do you remember the good old days when yep. somebody would somebody would call when – Pharmacies actually had a majority of cash patients, remember? Because yep. Medicare did not have prescription coverage, right? Correct. Do you remember how low the prices yes. of drugs were? <laughs> yes. Do you remember how all the pharmacists knew what the prices were? Yes. And you could call any, right? Yeah. You could call any pharmacy and they would give you a price of the medication. Yeah. And it so, wasn't $500. No, it was more like 50 bucks, right? Exactly. Right. right. I mean, it's, it's, I did a, I did some research a few months ago and the average price of a drug has went up about 10 times since Medicare part D, um, was enacted. So sure. Yeah. We got prescription drug coverage, but, uh, guess what happened? Uh, prices went up, um, when Medicare started paying the bill. Um, so can you give an example at all about, you know, have you tried to call other pharmacies and or patients called other pharmacies and tried to find pricing of, of a cash pricing. What's the first, what's, what, what kind of runaround do they get? 
Well, first of all, if you call a traditional pharmacy, they're probably not going to give you a price. They're not, first of all, the, the employee is not going to know, right? Like, uh, let me ask the pharmacist. And then the pharmacist is going to say, well, it depends on the insurance and well, the, the, this. So the answer is when you call a traditional pharmacy, they typically can't give you a cash price. And then when they finally do, if you press them enough, it's outrageous, you know, $400 for 30 lisinopril or something stupid like that. That I don't know if that's the right number, but something crazy, right? Like that's in their system. It's based off of old pricing schemes um, that really shouldn't be used anymore, but they are because that's the way the, the pharmacy benefits managers want it. Um, so they can keep everything opaque and not let everybody know, hey, this stuff's actually pretty inexpensive. Like we could, we could actually do this for a lot cheaper. No, there's too much money to be made um, with the opaque pricing. So long, long answer to your question. Uh, yeah, they can give you prices, but they'll be outrageous prices. And they'll say something like, well, have you heard of the good RX card or something like that? Which of course is not the solution. If anybody knows anything about those discount cards, those are, A, just an excuse for pharmacies to keep their prices high because now GoodRx, you know, this is what I'm really willing to sell the drug for. And B, the PBMs are integrated or the pharmacy benefits managers are integrated with those, with those cards. They basically control those things um, if people don't know about those discount cards. So... When you call a, a traditional pharmacy, a big chain pharmacy, they're really not going to be able, able to tell you what the price is going to be. When you call Freedom Pharmacy, we can tell you in 10 seconds. Exactly. So tell us a little bit about GoodRx because I'm with you, Nate. And there's even some doctors out there and quite a few uh, prescribers out there that they, they refer a lot of patients to GoodRx because they think it's a good deal. But will you explain that GoodRx is really – most doctors understand the, the PBM mess that PBMs have created in um, in pharmacy, but isn't GoodRx in itself kind of a PBM? So yeah, first of all, what you need to know about GoodRx is the PBMs are integrated into GoodRx in that they utilize local contracts to come up with pricing on some of the medications that are posted online. So when you're looking up those prices online, it's based on contracts that are in that area. The PBMs then split a fee with the GoodRx folks um, that gets charged to the pharmacy. So not only is the pharmacy giving concessions on prices, they're also paying an administrative fee every time they process a GoodRx card. And that fee is then shared by GoodRx and the PBMs. So why do we, why are we doing that? That is inefficient and costly. And all that does is lead to, again, keeping prices high. So the pharmacies have to continually keep those prices high. So when they do get lucky and get somebody that's going to pay full price or a PBM that actually processes a claim through for, uh, you know, the usual and customary and, and you get that big payout. Um, that's what the pharmacy's hoping for. And that's not, that's not the world I want to live in. And so if a patient came to you with a GoodRx card or want to know GoodRx pricing, what would you do at Freedom Pharmacy? Uh, tell them, throw that thing in the trash. 
um, let's just talk what we can do here and, and explain our cost-based model, right? Um, basically, you know, and we're, we're unapologetic about the way we price drugs. Like here's the cost of the drug, here's our pharmacy services fee, and here's the final price. Um, it's really that simple. And we're unapologetic. Um, we're worth that much. I think one of the first things that needs to happen for, for pharmacy in particular is we need to have some confidence in ourselves and understand that what we do is super important every day. The relationships that we have and the lives that we change and the, the contribution we give to the healthcare system is super, super important. And we've been told that's not true for 15 years now in, in our industry, at least by the chains and by the PBMs and the other people that control our industry. We need to remember what we did this for, and that is to help people. So when I tell them it's a $10 pharmacy fee, guess what that gets you? That gets you a dosage check. That gets you a DUR screen. That gets you counseling about your medication. That gets you my relationship to help you through this journey. And you know what? Every single person's willing to pay it. They're like, you know what? I get it. I get it. If if they will just come in and talk, just getting them in the door to talk about this, they get it, right? Even if it might cost them a couple more bucks, a lot of them choose to use me for the convenience, for the relationship, um, for the service that we provide, um, for the interactions we have with their prescribers on their behalf. Yep. Um, so... You know, it's a beautiful thing, really. And I just, I, I hope this thing catches fire and grows across the country and becomes uh, kind of the norm for community pharmacy. You know, I, I think you're going to see pharmacy split into two different, and, and I think healthcare in general, really, yep. you're going yeah. to see a big split coming between a corporately controlled slash government controlled entity and a free enterprise, low cost, highly efficient um, healthcare system. Um, and I think that the, the, the bigger of the two are, is going to be the, you know, the, the government controlled or you know, the corporation controlled side of healthcare. Totally 100% agree. As we wind this pot up, what, what do you have a passion for? I have a passion for our profession. I think our profession's been beat up for so long. Um, we need to remember who we are and take back the profession, take control of the profession. Yep. Um, and the only way to do that is to open pharmacies like Freedom Pharmacy. Um, and hopefully they can spread across the country and we can prove that what we do is super important. I think people believe and know that. I think the consumer knows that. Um, when we're when we're doing things properly, they're willing to pay for it. But as it is right now, a vast majority of people get no service. Um, they get poor outcomes and frustration at the pharmacies they go to. And I think pharmacies like Freedom Pharmacy are are the way we can fix that problem. Well, I agree with you 100%, and I applaud you for stepping out. I know that you're, you know, going up, you're swimming upstream for sure, but I will tell you you're doing the right thing, Nate, because I 
I think that free market solutions is how we're going to fix healthcare. The government ruined it. The government's not going to fix it. We can't lobby enough to try to get them to control PBMs or whatever. In my re in my opinion, it comes from the grassroots up to the patient. So, um, you know, we need to educate and empower patients to be in charge of their own health. And part of that is their own healthcare finances. And we need to let them know that healthcare and us as pharmacists, especially, do drugs do not have to be expensive. They don't. And we hear about it in, in the news all the time, but what makes drugs expensive is when we start billing insurance for them, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So, Nate, what's the best way to get a hold of you if anybody has any questions for you? Yeah, sure. Uh, I can be reached at pickeringtonpharmacy at gmail.com if anybody wants to email me. Uh, you can call the pharmacy at 614 112. That's Pickerington Pharmacy. 614-837-9015 is Freedom Pharmacy. Um, I own both pharmacies. One of the things we do is we help consult people and say, which world is the best world for you to live in? And if it's Pickerington Pharmacy, that's okay. I mean, for some people, that that is economically the best way for them to get their medications. But if it's Freedom Pharmacy, we've got a solution for you there too. Don't let the don't let the third parties or you know the other people that are in charge of your healthcare tell you where to go. That's what I can say. Like you should be empowered to go where you want to go. Um, and that's that's what we try to offer at Pickerington and Freedom Pharmacy. That's awesome, Nate. So thank you so much for being on sure. and sharing, sharing your story with us. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope there's a lot more pharmacies like yours and mine that go outside the box and get out of the system because it's a system problem. The system's hard to fix. So let's get out of the system so we can take care of patients like we want to. Yes, sir. All right. All right, Nate, thanks for having you on. Thanks for listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. We will see you Monday. Thanks for listening.